Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Welcome to the, K- I've been calling it the KLT, the No Like Trust podcast. Um, I'm super excited. We're back after a short hiatus. I'm Christine George, your co-host. And I'm Betty Russo, your co-host. <laughs> so Christine, I have a question for you. Did you know that helping provide relief for natural disasters can actually help you grow your business? No. Yeah. So, you know, as realtors, we're entrepreneurs at heart and we're, many of us are even philanthropists. So it makes sense. I mean, we're in this business because we love to help people, right? So, and we're naturally, we naturally care deeply about people and, you know, we're always looking for a way to give back. So um, this is one way that we can do it. Um, so I think you might be talking about the one and only Connie Myers. I am. (laughs) She is with us. She's in the KLT house today. Yay, Connie. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Connie and why we're so excited to have her here today. She's an author, a trainer, and the founder of CKM Solutions Group. I'm going to read a little bit here. Um, CKM is an organization that helps individuals and businesses know how to prepare, survive, and recover from natural disasters, which these days happen more often than they don't. Um, Connie's hope is that everyone can have a positive impact on disasters around the world. Uh, Connie believes that real estate professionals specifically are perfectly aligned to save lives, property, and money while increasing their business at the same time. So I'm really excited to learn more about how that all works and comes together. And I'm really excited to have Connie here with us today. So big, huge KLT. Welcome to you, Connie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're thrilled to have you here. So, Connie, it seems like every time we turn around, there's another natural disaster sadly, happening, you know, around us between tornadoes, hurricanes, wildfires. And it's easy to think, well, that's not going to happen to me, but then it does, right? So how do you help people prepare for, for this? Should it someday happen to them? And how do you help them survive and recover? I think the most important thing, and, and this is actually natural disasters, but there's also just look at what's happening with man-made disasters, you know, uh, cybersecurity and mass shootings and power outages and uh, ex- uh, gas explosions, all those kinds of things. If you add that to the natural disasters and what's happening, it really does uh, open your eyes. And one out of 10 homes in this country are susceptible are being damaged or destroyed from some kind of natural disaster. One out of 10. 10% in our of country? Homes in this country, 14.5 million homes. And the numbers are, if you start, then you start looking at floods and 10% of all homes are in danger of some kind of flooding. And you add to that all the other disasters and it's, it's what's happening in this country is just astronomical. And there's really one group of people 
that can help us to be prepared and to be able to survive and recover. And that is the real estate professionals, because you are out there working with people in their homes anyway. Mm -hmm. And so you are the people that are out there that can really make a difference. And it all starts with mindset. It all starts with you, when you are prepared, you have the mindset. You're, you're going to know what you need to do. You need to be resilient. In the, in the disaster and emergency space, the word resilient is used for a lot of different things, including infrastructure, how to be the, the, the town to be more resilient, how the business can be more resilient. They use the word resilience. They actually have measurements of resiliency for uh, infrastructure and that sort of thing. So if we can start with the basic core of having a resilient mindset. And that comes with knowing what you need to have for your particular community. So uh, Christine, where are you located? What town are you in? Uh, I'm right outside of Boston. Right outside of Boston. What about you, Betty? I am in Oakland, New Jersey. Okay. So uh, both of you have experienced major storms in the last year. The, the storms coming in off the ocean, the storms coming from the from land, mm-hmm. those storms are intensifying every single year. If you can go out to your community and you can say, this is what we're going to do. This is the things, the risk factors that we have in our area, including man-made disasters. These are the things that you can do and you, and you are leading the, the way of mm-hmm. showing people when it comes time for their real estate needs, who are they going to call? They're going to call the person that's giving back. Mm-hmm. So this is really like a, an extra marketing tool that you have in your toolkit. And especially uh, with the amount of disasters that are happening. I mean, we're having disasters at least a couple of times a week now. It used to be, you know, you might hear about a hurricane or you might hear about a tornado or you might hear about this or that, some flooding. Now it is weekly. And it is sometimes a couple of times a week, uh, different areas are being um, damaged or destroyed. So this is an incredible opportunity for you to give back and to make a difference and, and improve your business. I mean, if you become a community leader, I mean, that's one of the goals of most real estate agents, right? Is to be sure. the community leader. And that's why we have park bed- or bus benches and with our names on it and billboards and all. We're trying to stand out from the crowd. Right. Well, right. what better way than helping our communities be prepared and what they need to do to survive if there is something that happens, what they need to have in their emergency kits, what they need to have in their plans, then they're not going to call anybody but you. So I love this, Connie. It's, it's a totally different um, approach to marketing yourself. And I want to, and I say that lightly because you know, we don't want to, I just, it just feels sort of icky to capitalize on a natural disaster. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I like your idea of, you know, creating, you know, um, value as a community leader um, and bringing value to the community versus, you know, marketing yourself. Um, I think that's a nice byproduct of what, you know, what happens and what you do. And I think you have to have a love for it. You, you know, you can't do it because you want to get business. You've got to do it because you care about your community, right? Absolutely. You have to be authentic. So, so yes, it has to be an authentic piece. So I guess my question would be, you know, if I'm a real estate agent outside of Boston. We have hurricanes here. We have snowstorms here, like really bad snowstorms. You know, how, tell me what I can do specifically 
to prepare my community for these things and, and project myself as that community leader from this perspective? Well, that's one of the things that CKM does. Uh, CKM provides you with uh, many trainings on specific types of disasters, whether they're man-made or uh, uh, natural. And we give you all the tools. So like, for example, when it comes to snowstorms, you need to look at your community. You need to find out, go to the emergency planning office and they always have tips specific to a specific area. Uh, the, the thing of it is, so you've got, you've got FEMA and you've got emergency planning people, but there's usually a disconnect between the information that they have, which is abundant, but the information getting out to the community. So if you are the real estate agent in Boston and you want to talk about being prepared for a hurricane, I just had a hurricane in, off the coast in, uh, and uh, one of my CKM advisors wrote to me and said, okay, what do I need to have to be able to go out there and, and help my community be prepared? Well, that information is all available to you. You have what, what you need to have in your emergency kit. What happens if the electricity goes out? What happens with the power outages? What do you need to have to, and what do you need to know? Like, for example, if you have medicines in your refrigerator, how long can those refriger- be, the power be off before you need to throw those medicines away? Mm-hmm. What do you do to prepare if there is, you think there's going to be a power outage? What do you need to do to prepare your home? Uh, things like making sure that you know exactly what all, where all your power is coming from, whether it's coming mm-hmm. from the, the strips or where, and when you turn those off to prevent any kind of damage when it turns back on. Just little things like that. And then what do you need to have in your plans? So most people, they think, well, 61% of Americans believe that they're going to be affected by a disaster over the next three to five years. 15 to 30% have some kind of preparation. And I can tell you that 30%, they're not prepared. So what we need, to, this is an ideal opportunity. So everybody knows that you're supposed to have an emergency kit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what goes into that emergency kit? It kind of depends on where you are, right? Also, when they need to be looked at every single year. They need to be reviewed every single year. Then you have plans. So if you have children, you have your family plan, you have your parent plan. What happens when the kids are at school? What do they need to know? What do they need to do? All of those things are things that you as the real estate professional can help with. And, and it gives you an opportunity. So for example, uh, if you want to go out and do, like we have a training on power outages, you can go out to your community, you go to your civic organizations, you go to your churches, you go to your schools and say, this is what you need to know about power outages and how you can protect your home and your family and what you need to know for your business. If you have an office, you need to know exactly if there's a power outage, what needs to be turned off so you don't damage equipment, what you need, to, you need to have, uh, you have, need to have redundancy. Uh, if you have a real estate office, you need to have two locations where you have your crisis management center and one needs to be in your office and one needs to be somewhere far enough away that it likely will not be affected. That way, if you want to continue your business and the power goes out in your office, you have an alternative space and they both need to be equipped the same way. So looking at those kinds of things, uh, most people, when they think of emergency kit, they think of one. Yeah. Most families, a minimum of four emergency kits. One that is your complete emergency kit that has maybe it's one or two duffel bags that has stuff in it that you can take. Uh, And one of the things you don't want to forget is like heirlooms. Like if you have pictures or one of the worst things for somebody to lose is their 
is there personal heirlooms? Uh, one of the very first, I was a FEMA inspector and trainer for over seven years. I, oh, wow. I would do over 50 disasters. I trained hundreds of inspectors. And just in that training alone, I would, I, one of the disasters, one of the very first disasters I did was in Central California, it was flooding. And I drove up to this house. It was a little house and this older man, he was probably in his mid eighties, was sitting on the front porch and he was holding what looked like just some wood. I got out of the car, introduced myself and I said, how can I help you? He was in tears. And he said, this was my grandfather's toolbox. And, and, and so think about the little things that you have around that. If they're big things, too big to put into a bag or something, think about what you're going to do with it and have that as part of one of your plans, right? Mm-hmm. The second kit you need is your go kit. What if you don't have time? What if you don't have time? Maybe there's a fire or something and you don't have time to grab your beautiful bags and get everything you need to get. Yeah. You have a go kit that has just the essentials like medicines, a toothbrush, just essential things. And then you need a kit for your car, especially where you people live, where it gets mm-hmm. cold and icy. And you get, if you get caught in your car, what do you have to have? Yeah. And then you need one if you work outside of the home. What do you need to have for your office or that? What, what emergency kit do you need for that? And then if you have children, each child needs to have their own emergency kit. If you have elderly that live with you or somebody that has a disability, they need to have their own emergency kit. So you can have eight or nine emergency kits that you need to think about. Now, okay. that brings up overwhelm, right? Yeah. So you take one at a time. Mm-hmm. So, so if I hear, if I, if I sort of uh, bring that all together, I, I, I heard three things. One is if you're a brokerage or, you know, a broker owner, make sure you have a crisis management center. And, you know, um, I want to go back to that in a second, but um, I would assume too that, you know, you can take that a step further and be a crisis management center for the community should people mm-hmm. need shelter. Um you said uh, FEMA is a great place to go for information based on a specific disaster. And then the last thing you said was you have um, CKM actually provides classes to, you know, provide very specific information um, and sort of how to um, get into the community. Is that right? Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the problems with going to FEMA to get the information, they have a public website. It's called ready.gov. And ready.gov is so filled with information that you get lost. You get, which is exactly why I, so CKM is crisis knowledge management. So I wrote the crisis knowledge management certification. It's a four core certification. When you're done, you become a CKM advisor. And and then you you are able to go out into your community and educate. You can do it if you don't have to go through the the, uh, training, but if you really want to stand out in your community, Taking this training will go a long ways in helping you to know exactly what you need to do. But you can go to, to the FEMA website, but you, what happens is, and that's what I was talking about, there's a like a disconnect between what FEMA has and what the emergency management people have and actually reaching the public. So it takes somebody, the, a community leader, to be out there saying, hey, this let me help. Let's, let's get together, let's, let's form a team, let's form a crisis team, and let's put this together for our community. And, and be out there. Um, I just formed a nonprofit um, of just a few, couple months ago. And it's, it's all about preparation. And our first initiative is going to be called Kits for Kids. Because if we, I want to put like a go kit, the emergency kit in the hands of every elementary child. And by doing so, it'll, it's going to be small. It will fit in the bottom of a, of a, a backpack. 
And then, and then they can go home to their parents. You know how kids are very, very good. At, they're very good salespeople, right? Okay, so they go home with this little go kit and they go, mom and dad, where is our emergency kit? And chances mm. are there isn't one, right? And so we give them the incentive. We're going to also give them the opportunity for a community meeting. Think about what this can do as a side benefit. You're not doing it because you want to make more sales, but think of how you're going to look in your community, if you're out there, when you're out there farming your community, if you're out there, one, one of you people that are knocking on doors, one of the things you can provide is a little list of what should go into an emergency kit or what kind of plans you need to have. All those little itsy bitsy things. I mean, we all go out there and, you know, we're, we're like closing gifts, a great closing gift is a bottle of wine or, or a basket of fruit or knives or something like that. What if you gave as an emergency kit a book or like I have my my uh, when the integral happens, be prepared, be ready. It's a it's a reference guide, and it has your name on the front, of, provided by Betty Russo or Christine yep. George. And inside, there's a little chapter about why you're doing this, and then a quote on the back. That book is not going to be something that goes on a bookshelf and is forgotten, because it, in the book it says, "Please look at this every year, update your kits, update your plans." That's brilliant. So, so those and, are the kind of things brilliant- that can make you stand out. Yeah. And what a brilliant, like, you know, closing gift, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Connie, we've talked a lot about the preparation for a disaster, a natural disaster. What about the like after effects of, you know, a disaster? And is there, do you have anything in place for that piece? I think, again, this is a really this is a really good opportunity for you to give back to your community. So planning, helping the, reaching out to your clients, reaching out to people that may have had their homes damaged. I mean, it is, first of all, you think about the mindset. Let's say that maybe the house was flooded. Maybe it had a foot of water in it. There's nothing worse than flooded water because it's dirty, it's icky, it's toxic, and it leaves behind God awful smells Mm. and, and destruction, right? So as a real estate professional, what if you're the one out there putting together a a clothing drive or a food drive or a supply drive, or you're out there going to the community and saying, okay, what do you need? And helping them find the resources, or if they're going to be making, if it's it's a federally declared disaster, helping them fill out the FEMA forms or helping them make those phone calls or reaching out to their insurance. Those are all opportunities. Maybe they need housing. Maybe they need temporary housing. Yeah, That's a perfect opportunity for, uh, for you as a real estate professional. Uh, Bob McKinnon, he was one of the founders of Century 21. He interviewed me oh, like a year and a half ago. And he was saying that he said, there's not, he's never seen a better fit, a more magnificent fit for a real estate professional, which is why I really focused in on the real estate community. I've been around the community for like, 40 years. You know, I, I always tell people, I, I was always like a cat with nine lives. I had like nine different careers and I, I always didn't understand why it was all in preparation for what I'm doing today and the passion Isn't I have. Isn't that the truth always? Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that the truth Absolutely. always? Yes. Yeah. You so, know, um, a, oh, sorry, just, go ahead. Just think of all the different ways that you can help that community come back. Help with the planning. Help with, yeah. okay, what, what does the community need? What are the mm-hmm. individuals? What do the businesses need? 
Yeah. What, what can you offer to them? Well, and it goes back to what you said in the beginning in terms of mindset and also marrying that with your, um, your particular strength or talent. And, and it reminds me of um, Sue Pinky Benson. Um, I'm not sure if you know who she is, but she's a friend of Betty and I's and uh, she, I forget which hurricane it was a few years back down in Florida. It was devastating and they lost power for weeks and there was no gas. People couldn't get gas. And she used to be a journalist, an investigative reporter. And so she did what she does best. And she just went out there with her iPhone and she, Betty, do you remember this? Like Mm -hmm. she went out there and she was like reporting on site from gas stations, supermarkets, you know, wherever, wherever she was letting people know what supermarkets were open, what gas stations were open, where they could find shelter, um, what roads were flooded. You know, she was doing a better job than the local news was doing. And so, and she did it because she cares about her community. What a great service to the community when everybody's wondering what's going on and where they can get help and where they can find what they need. Such yes. a great service. Well, I, th- I think it's important that when somebody goes through something like that, they are in shock and they are, they don't know what to do. And if you can just, even if you're just there to say, Hey, how can I support you? What can I do? Or this is, that's brilliant going out there and reporting where the gas stations are open and, and uh, where you can find food. Um, all of those things are what, what wonderful gifts that you can give to that community. Yeah. Do you know what the number one thing is that you need to have in your emergency kit? And most people Band-Aids? don't talk about it. What? Band-Aids? Cash. Cash. Oh, cash. Interesting. And it's not even, if you look at on the FEMA sites, they don't even list cash as part of what goes into an emergency sure. kit. But sure. think about what you just mentioned. The gas stations, you know, the power is out. You can't get gas. Yep. You, you have to have cash. Yeah. And, and the next question always is how much cash? Well, it really depends upon your area. I always say have enough cash that you had to stay in a hotel for 10 yeah. days. How much cash would you need to have for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then add some for food and whatever. But yeah, ca- people don't talk about cash. So yeah. think about this. You're out there, you're, you're, get, you're helping with the preparation and you're like, okay, what's the number one thing you need to have in your emergency kit? And you tell yeah. them cash. Most people will not think about that at all. Yeah. That's that probably 2% of the people out there that will really think about that. I'm curious. um, You know, we just came off of two years of a pandemic and, you know, do you have any examples of real estate professionals who got out in front of it and really helped their community? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we were stocking up on toilet paper and paper towels and things like that, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a shortage of so many thick Clorox wipes, right? Um, do you have any examples of agents who got out got out in front of it and were able to support their communities? There is a real estate broker in Florida. Her name is Tiffany McCade. I don't know if you girls know her or not, but she's yeah. um, she went out and she was uh, putting together pamphlets of what to do and where to find toilet paper. She did basically what, what your friend did, you know, where, where do we need to go? There was some kind of, I think it was Easter or it was right after everything got shut down. Her and her team went out and they, they did a parade up and down the streets for the kids and gave out eggs and, and that sort of thing just, and then they had these little, um, they, 
I forget exactly how she did it, but it was something that they put on the windows. So the kids, each one got one and it was Easter bunny or something like that. And it just to bring smiles to people's faces. So that's, I, she did a lot of good and it really came back tenfold to her, to her and her agents. So uh, that's one good example. Another really good example is um, where do you find toilet paper when there isn't any to be found? Where do you find those wipes? I mean, I remember going on Amazon and Amazon had no wipes. How is that mm -hmm. possible? You know, how is that possible? So it's just those, those little things, make, putting a smile. What can you do in your community? Put a smile on somebody's face, whether it's their own, an adult or a child or both. What can you do to make them feel a little bit better? Connie, I know you have a certification course. Tell us where people can find it and, you know, and how often do you run it? Give us yeah. a little information about that. A couple of bullet points. Yeah, I'm wondering that too. Let's let's hear it, Connie. Okay, well, you can go to ckmsolutionsgroup.com okay. and I put together trainings. I do both live and virtual. I'm, I do have an online course. However, it's being revamped right now. So I'm, I'm promoting really the live and the uh, the other courses I do also do webinars for, um, like if you have a, an office or an association, I do a lot of webinars or training. I reduce it from it's it's a typically a five hour training for the full certification, but I'll break it down into one hour increments. That way, is it's easier to chew, if you will. Um, so I do those on a pretty regular basis. I'll do it for an office. I mean, I can I can do if you have an office of ten people, I will more than happy put together a training program for you. And I have my book. I'm really promoting that right now because it is the perfect marketing tool awesome. because it's when this unthinkable happens, be prepared, be ready. But and then can we find that on Amazon? You can find it on Amazon. I also have it. It's, it's available in bulk sales. And uh, so I I've got, a, I've done some examples of how you can put your logo and your information all on it. And be able to hand that out. And it's really valuable because you can put a chapter about, and it can be a one or two page chapter, maybe more like an introduction about yeah. why you're doing this and why, yeah. why you want to make a difference. Yeah. Um, so I have those available. I do the, I do the mini trainings. I have all types of, of programs available for offices where uh, they can bring the program in, offer it through, directly through their office. You can, you can find me all over social media. My name Fantastic. is spelled C-O-N-I, not C-O-N-N-I-E, C-O-N-I, right. yeah. uh, but you can find me all I like that. That's awesome. So we'll make sure we have um, all of those uh, links in the, in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm also going to provide everybody a, uh, a digital copy, a free digital copy of the awesome. book. Awesome. So awesome. I, I, I was working on it yesterday. I didn't quite get it done, but you guys will have it tomorrow. Ah, thank you. So Connie, we are actually coming to a close, but before we wrap up, can you tell us what are the most three important things that you, what you think are the most three important things for people to take away from, from this show today? What are the most important takeaways? Be prepared. Number one, have yep. your emergency kits and have your plans your business plans, as well as your personal and family plans. Um, and then once you have those, then do the, do the drills. Practice. Mm. If you have children, go ahead and do those drills, especially if they're little children. Do them like the first year, do them like four times a year. Turn on, have them hear the fire alarm. 
detector going off. So they recognize that sound and give them edu education and know how you're going to get your children out of the house. If you have a two-story house and you can't get to them, how are those kids going to get out of that house? Okay, so that was four, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> well, how is anyone going to get out of that house? You know, right. not even just the yeah. children, but, you know, if you're in a household without children, um, you know, like all of the family members. So those are great tips. So not to put you on the spot, but we're going to ask you to finish this sentence. We do this with all of our guests and we love the answers. They're always so unique. No like trust is, what is it to you, Connie? No like trust is a sense of being, a sense of, of, um, who we need to be, because if we know, if, if we know, we can trust, right? If we know and we trust, we can like where we are. So I think having a sense of being, and by the way, I love the name. I, I absolutely, when I saw that, I went, no, this is, this is perfect. But being who we are and understanding who we are and staying in our purpose and staying present will create all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's beautiful. That's incredible. That's beautiful. I love that we ask this every time, Betty, because we get I do too. a very different answer from every single guest. And it just is such a nice little it's, way to finish the show. It's perfect. Isn't yeah. It? Thank you, Connie. Oh, thank, thank you, Betty. You, thank you, Christine. It was so, so great. much. Thank so you. lovely to have you. We really, really appreciate your time and your knowledge. And clearly you're so passionate about this. So we, we really appreciate you being here with us and we will have all of your links in the show notes and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Um, thank you everyone for joining us. Please, if you like what we're doing, give us a five-star review, give us a review, give us a five stars and a review, share <laughs> our podcast with your friends and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you here next time. Take care, everyone. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.